Last Sunday was a very special day for Shar and I. And, uh, you know, it was wonderful hearing how lives have been affected, but truthfully, it was a, a wonderful day for the church to rehearse what God has done in, in and through us as a group, right? And to acknowledge that, um, you know, he's, he's been very gracious to us through the years to hear from him. Um, and I think there's, you know, there were folks that I think back to that had significant impact. Um, Charlie wasn't here that day, but uh, Jerry Marshall Riley and some of the others that um, were significant through the seasons, so to speak. And just a um, wonderful time to look and say God truly has done some excellent things in and through us as a group, but also... Um, we want our kids to have that same kind of encounter, right? I mean, great to tell them the stories, but they've got to have it for themselves. And we have to press in until we see that and keep after this until we know that his spirit is speaking into their hearts and transforming them as well. So uh, just to keep that in mind, uh, 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 Brief update for you. Um, Char and I have a house, our house under contract. We're building, yeah, which is a big deal. We're building, it's coming along, always slower than what I expect to get done, but it's coming along, and I've had some awesome help with that as well. Um, I've been living in the Psalms over the last summer. Um, trying to also teach myself some Hebrew. I figured, well, I always wished I would have known, so why not now? So <laughs> I am not a language person, but I just keep at it a little each day, and actually I'm gaining some ground. Um, I'm not going to wow you with Hebrew words today. <laughs> um, let's see. I've been exploring Sabbath. Um, you know, most of my life I've, been working on Sundays and the weekends, and so to have Sundays off, it's been one of those things, well, this is a really good time to explore what does Sabbath rest mean or look like. Um, I'm not sure I know. <laughs> I've been working on it, but uh, that's kind of, that's the wrong word to use, isn't it? But uh, to explore um, not planning for the next day or working on the next day or to um, just say, okay, you know, they had different systems and things, but what can I put in place? Or even at times it's just like, I'm going to leave the computer off today. <laughs> Didn't realize I could live without that. But, uh, you know, it's just... There, there are things to be explored in the head, and I've also found I need the scripture. It doesn't necessarily need me. And I've been challenging myself with that each day. That um, It's easy. I've had to develop other rhythms, so to speak. But to say, this transforms my life when I'm in it, so I need to be in it. And uh, just to chase that down. Um, one other thing is that 
emotionally, this has been a flat season for me. Um, part of it is uh, with employment transition, with house transition, with family deaths, there's been a lot of draw, right? And so you don't necessarily feel on top emotionally, but at times it's good to separate emotion from spirit life because, you know, we've embraced that emotion as a part of our expression unto the Lord, and he works through that just as well as he works through our minds. But to, in some moments, say, emotionally I'm not feeling a thing, but I still know he's with me and he's speaking to me. I'll give you one for instance. I was trying to figure out a sequence on the house building, and regularly I wake up at 2 in the morning, and I can't sleep. I'm chewing on issues. And I'm crying out, God, you taught Bezalel and Aholiab how to build a tabernacle. You taught the priests how to do this stuff. I need some information here. And there was an instant answer. I mean, instant. And I'm going, I think God just talked to me. You know, it it was one of those moments where you didn't feel a thing. But I knew he was with me. You know, and it's it's wonderful to kind of explore some of that as well. Well, let's look at Babel. Um, Now, I, I, I will mention, I believe the Old Testament stories. Part of it is, Now, I did a lot of exploring, you know, about creationism, evolution, all of this and that. And, I mean, you can read hundreds of documents, and a Google search will take you any way you want to go, good and bad, right? But when you've had an encounter with the Lord, and you know that you know that you know that he's real, and you know that it comes through the God of Scripture that you've been participant in, it's pretty hard to deny the rest of the story, right? It's a little easier to step into it and say, yeah, I don't, I don't understand everything about it, but I believe it. it it's good for me. So that's, that's my prejudice, so to speak, in, in entering in. So with Babel, do I, uh, I assume it happened. And uh, I assume it's as the story is told. So let's look at it quickly. The whole earth had a common language, common vocabulary. They found this place to settle on a plain, and they started building. Um, They said, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly, using that instead of stone and mortar, so it looks like there's this transition. It's interesting to me that this, in some ways, is almost like the development of an ecological disaster. They're making a choice um, that isn't really what God wants, but... If you've ever been in a foreign country that's rather undeveloped, the smell of brick making is, it, it just pervades over an area because they're burning wood that isn't, hasn't necessarily been dried. And so this smoke is filtering out and all the trees get cut down. In fact, in Malawi, they were trying to make a law saying you can't make brick by burning anymore because you're, all the trees have been taken. And so you have this disaster, so to speak. So when I read this story, and I read that Nimrod was the man who developed this region, and it says he was a mighty hunter uh, in the old translations, and it also says a warrior. Um, 
there's more into the story than what maybe we read in the text, but it's been passed on through traditions. But it, the, one of the translation ideas is he was a mighty hunter in opposition to the Lord, not necessarily working with what God had designed. And in that, you, you begin to say, okay, this warrior, um, he's, he's taking out animals, but he's also making people submit to his will and his desires. Um, it's very similar to the story of Esau. Remember, he was the hunter, but he also led a, a, a band of warriors that he would travel around. And, and, and so very similar temperament, I, th- I, I think. right. But that said, um, you have this, this man who's started this region, but it, you, the impression that I get out of it is that the development of city in some ways wasn't just a let's work together, but it was like, I want to get this done, you do this for me. I want to build this, make a name, and so you will submit to what we want. And now, truthfully, when any government that we have, there are times when you're going, I like having those roads out there. I enjoy driving that, that highway every day. I'm going, thank God we've got this. You know, I, I, I appreciate it. Now, there are other times that I'm going, I wish those guys would quit asking for money, and I wish they'd quit doing this, and I wish they wouldn't invest in that. But it's like when you have a different agenda or a different plan or a dream, it all depends partially, or all depends partially. It, It depends on your perspective of others, whether you are working together or whether you are saying, I can get from them. And it's, it's a matter of perspective, right? The impression I have is that there were powers to be that said, we're going to do this, and you will participate. And the development of the city and this dream of, of power did not pull God into the equation. But anyway, they said, let's make a city and a tower that will reach to the heavens, make a name, otherwise we'll be scattered across the face of the earth. But the Lord saw it, just said, if they share a common language and they've begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do is beyond them. You get a hint of the power of what unity can accomplish. You get a hint of what people working together can get done. Good and bad. But it's this idea of when, when, when linked together, there's a synergy that can happen that goes way beyond us individually. And so in this setting, you know, the Lord looks at this and says, they're, they're on to something here, but it isn't necessarily going in a good direction. So he says, let's go down and confuse their language. And as you've heard, that's why it's called Babel, and they are spread out through the face of the earth. Um, I want to go back and visit a few things here. The original command was be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, right? If 
you remember what the command was to Noah? It was a similar thing. He said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. So God's intent from the beginning of time was that humanity would spread out through the whole world, that they would exercise an oversight over the creation, but also that their community would spread worldwide. So culturally, we're in some conflict when we say, when we hear it said, you know, population should diminish. Or we don't want to develop these regions. Or we want, we have a responsibility of oversight and we are to be good stewards. But there's still a difference even in regard to population. And where God has, in a sense, said, I want my voice to be known through the entire world. I want the declaration of my praises to be everywhere. And so, you know, we look at that and, and we kind of go, well, yeah, I get it, you know. I, I heard that, like, the nation of Japan lost 600,000 people last year, or, or population-wise. And you can tell the age of a, a, a population whether there's more child diapers or more adult diapers being sold. You know, there, there are factors that you can see, but one of the worries that different ones have is that population implosion is also very detrimental to culture and society. And yet that's, that's one of the, the contrary thoughts to what God had actually called us to. Now, we had talked about family and, and, uh, and such, you know, as being part of the call of our lives. And, and truthfully, if you're going to develop the kingdom of God, the best possible way to do that is with your children because you have years and years to invest in and develop the kingdom of God principles within their lives and their understanding. So that you're not, you're not making up for lost time. When you get saved when you're 20 or 30 or 40, you've got a fair amount of things that you need to walk through and just say, this needs to be fixed. I, I was brought up this way, but that's not how I, I, I should be living now. There's enough of that even when you're raised as a Christian, Right? But, you know, the, the best possible scenario for particularly you families is to, to commit yourself to this process of saying, I am raising children for the kingdom of God, and I am going to instill these principles, and this is what our family is about. And as you develop that, you have the potential of having those children taking things the next step further in, in the growth in regard to the kingdom of God. But that said, I want to remind you that at the, when Jesus was making his final declarations to his disciples, and he, we get this passage known as the Great Commission, what did he say to them to do? Go make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the original command was go fill. The New Testament command is go fill. 
It's not changed significantly. It's It's a rephrasing of something that he's always desired. He wants his name to be known and declared throughout the entire world. And so our responsibility is not to build Babel communities, but our overall arching call is to make declaration to the entire world. It's interesting because we, we often get cloistered and we enjoy the community and the common language and, and there's a, well, yeah, it needs to be done, but it, hopefully somebody will go. And yet the call of God is to go. It's intriguing to me that the New Testament believers, you know, they were in Jerusalem um, and they got pretty comfortable with how things were going. And then you have the martyrdom of Stephen and it says a great persecution spread and, and, the, and the church spread throughout the region. And it's ongoing. You, you see that declaration uh, in Acts chapter 8, but also in the 11th chapter, they refer to the persecution going, you know, the believers went everywhere. So it's almost like we have this choice. <laughs> Go or get sent, pushed. But God's going to get his work done, just like the language change. You know, he, he, he has a, something in mind. You and I are wanting to conform to it, not fight against it. The, the Wycliffe translators picked up a, a verse in Matthew 24 and it became kind of the challenging thing for them. And they've attempted to translate into every major cultural group and, and even smaller groups so that each group would have a gospel presentation. And this verse out of Matthew 24 says, The kingdom of God will be preached throughout the whole inhabited earth as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. So we look forward and long for the return of Jesus, but also there was this declaration said the gospel must be preached to every people. And the Wycliffe translators have picked that up and said, we've got to do this. Now, it's intriguing to me. They're nearly done with reaching the world. The different translation groups have nearly reached every people or tribe. The current capability of languages is such that with the appropriate technology, you can have virtually same-time translation in most languages. And we are fast approaching a babble day, so to speak, where everybody can share a common language. It's one of those things that make me think, return of Christ probably isn't too far off. If, if the whole world is, is in a common language. It's one of those things that I've looked at for years and kind of gone, 
This is one of the things that makes me think maybe we are living in last days, just because languages are blending again. Now, as Heather mentioned, one of the most beautiful things of the New Testament in regard to that Acts 2 experience was that languages were understood, and it was a hint of God healing the peoples and what he actually was calling them to. God's not against the community at all. In fact, the very end picture is the new Jerusalem, right? God with his people. And so he's not, he's not saying it's, it's inappropriate, but it's, it's appropriate in context with him being the central figure and in, in his people gathered together in a, in a unity that's unknown any other way. And it's not the result of a power grab. It's not the result of a strong personality. It's not the result of competition. It's a love that has been given to us from the beginning of time. Pastor Benny's done a good job of, in Genesis of revealing how God is patient in regard to sin and weakness because you know, the fact that he didn't just slay Adam and Eve, but provided a way. The fact that he didn't kill Cain, but gave him more life. Those things, those are important nuggets to grab onto and say, we serve a patient God. And with his salvation, he's patient with us as well. You know, that's a, that's a wondrous thing to grab onto. But the kingdom of God is going to continue to grow. Um, I I love that that little. It's just a little parable, but it says it's like a mustard seed in Mark chapter four. It's sown in the ground, even though the smallest of seeds, when it grows, it becomes greatest of all garden plants. It grows large, so the wild birds can nest in its shade. And the idea is the kingdom of God, even though it started so with such a small group. It is going to continue till the end of time. It's not going to be squashed out. You know, at times we look and say, well, it got squashed out of that country. Yeah, but it grew up even larger in this one. And and you and I have the option of whether we're going to participate in it or not, but the kingdom of God is going to grow until the end of time. And and so we, we are stepping into this and saying, he has a plan for all of humanity. He has a plan in the population of earth. He has a plan in how people will interact, but it is centered around his principle, not our own. And if we're willing to embrace that, then there's a a beauty of what can be had. Isn't it amazing, like, we, we looked at that verse in John 17 about, I pray that they become one. You know, the, just as the Father and the Son are one, he prays that we would become one with him. And it's this idea that he desires everyone to function together, but in the principle of his kingdom. That's the only way it's going to be pulled off in a healthy fashion. In Romans chapter 12, it says, just as... There is one body. We have many members. Not all the members serve the same function. 
So we are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members who belong to one another, and we have different gifts according to the grace given us. So he says there is a place for community, and it is that serving of one another. It's not the domination of saying, my will is what needs to be done. It's not the competitiveness that says we'll be number one. We just got to work together. But it's this idea that in the Lord, there is an opportunity for us to experience life in a fullness that is not known anywhere else. And as he guides our steps and as he draws us by his spirit into a harmony together, there is the privilege of experiencing the fullness of what life can be in community because different ones are giving their gifts. And it's working together in a way that we can only dream about. So when we look at this and we're going, Babel had an idea, but its fulfillment really is through Christ. The idea of true community functioning in a way that everything is, is meshed together in, in a powerful way that brings health and well-being environment and people-wise will happen through Christ only. The, uh, the, the value of the different gifts in unity is, is that can't be spoken of highly enough. But again, in Christ is how this takes place. Filling the earth with God's voice is still a responsibility of this day. Going out and declaring his word to others is a responsibility that each of us has. So we can't just, can't just show up on Sunday and enjoy the warm fuzzies of this meeting. and accomplish all that God has called us to. And we can't assume that all of our life is going to be just with the friends that we have or that our children are going to be kept here as well. But he's going to call different ones to declare his word in places that they've not been before, in places where we not have a voice. And some of these kids are already feeling the promptings of something unusual in their lives. And it's our duty to cultivate that and to develop it so that their voice can be heard wherever they go. I, I'll call out a few members today. Sammy, I'm so glad you've gotten to travel and declare God's voice. You know, that's a, that's a unique thing. And uh, we, we revel in that and, and glory in it for you. Uh, Ed, you know, the fact that you got to just go to France and to see a sister that you didn't know you had for a long time, and to declare God's praises there, who'd have thunk, right? It, it's the power of God to do what we, we can't imagine. 
there's going to be more of that. And there needs to be. It's our call in the Lord. Boy, those annoying phones, huh? <laughs> I might pay for that when I get home. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> Let me pray. And let's ask God to take the message of going out and filling the earth and teach us what we need in the way of application for it even this day. So, Father, we thank you that you have a plan from the beginning of time. And it's your desire to have your glory known throughout the earth. And you have brought us into your kingdom, given us a taste of what that glory is like. And so we ask that you would help us to see with your eyes where that needs to be spoken of and where your declaration needs to be known so that others can be brought into this as well. And that your kingdom would continue to grow and flourish as we carry about the works that you've called us to do.